get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the situation room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Edwards. Oh, man. Rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double figure scoring. And the one two pitch, a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back on the track at the wall. Twins take the lead 2 1. Nelson Cruz golfing a one two pitch to the second deck in left center. Parisi fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! Right to Dalvin, turns it up to the end zone, touchdown! All right, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live from Minnesota, the Situation Room, to be exact. Thank you so much for tuning in. Lots of big news to get to tonight. Lots of things to talk about. Lots of people to thank. And before we get into it here, um, we're going to get into college football. Alabama loses, Georgia on top. Gopher game coming up against a somewhat revitalized Nebraska team. All kinds of shakeups going on. The Big Ten has five teams in the top ten. We're going to talk NFL. But first, I want to give a special shout-out to Big Matt over at my new sponsor that's right the sports done right podcast has a new sponsor and i am so happy to announce that the best frozen pizza in the world that's right seventh avenue pizza is on board with sports done right i love it i mean how can you not love it it is honestly it's the best pizza around and i I, you know we we got a dialogue going and lo and behold we are part of the 7th Avenue family, uh, 10,000 takes, the soda pod, which I'm going to talk about in a second, man, all kinds of stuff. Let me tell you, they, they're shipping pizzas to some of my friends and Twitter followers over in Oklahoma. Uh, shout out to Thorny Switch. They're shipping them down in Georgia to, to, to her to enjoy as she watches her new number one Bulldogs down there. And I just want to thank Matt again. Uh, looking forward to working with him, and I can't wait to really help him blow that thing up. Best frozen pizza around. Why? Listen, I've had them all. No disrespect to the competitors. Good stuff. Why 7th Avenue is better. Better sauce. I'm going to tell you something. Love the huge chunks of sausage, meat, to whatever the toppings are. If you want the meatball, um, piece. It's all good, man. And I'm just going to tell you right now, check them out. You can get it locally at places like Lund's and Byerly's, Hy-Vee Markets, uh, Speedway, Holiday Stations, everything, man. So 7th Avenue Pizza. From the bottom of my heart, we thank you and we are proud to be part of your pizza family. And thanks, Matt, again, for taking care of everybody um, down at the tailgate lots as well. I mean, he got everybody hooked up down there at the Vikings game. 
So shout out. Also, before we get started here and jump into the college football, I got to give it up. I was I was a guest on three podcasts this week, if you can believe this. First off, got to say what up and, and a big shout out to my main man, Amir. The American Way is his show. I uh, love talking to Amir. You can follow him at SkyUmiko. That's at S-K-I-Y-O-U-M-E-E-K-O. SkyUmiko. A lot of fun talking sports with him. Also was a guest. Like I said, I met Bobby, Bobby Brown. Not the Bobby Brown, the other Bobby Brown. Met him a couple weeks ago down at the um, Loon in downtown St. Paul for the 10,000 Takes uh, two-year anniversary party. Bobby wanted me to come on his show, and we're going to get him on ours as well. And if you do not follow him, follow the 50 Shades of Boucher, B-O-O-S-H-A-Y, 50 Shades of Boucher uh, podcast and show and everything else. You can find him at 50, the number 50 Shades Boucher and make sure you're following him as well. And then Sunday, let me tell you something. Uh, Isha and Hoppy, my main men over at the Soda Pod, they mainly talk hockey, but they talk all kinds of sports as well. Um, Isha up in Canada, Hoppy here. I mean, it was just a lot of fun. Make sure you follow Hoppy at State of Hoppy, H-O-P-P-Y. Isha at VI Sports Talk. Again, at VI Sports Talk. The name of that show is The Soda Pod. Make sure you follow all of these shows on Twitter, Facebook, wherever their social social media has you. It has been a lot of fun meeting people, getting out and having these interviews and, and really just getting to know the faces now behind all these Twitter names and handles. So it has been a a wonderful week of interviews. Uh, We are working on things here. I know I keep saying that, so we'll we'll hopefully have these phone lines up next week and we'll have our first guest in a while as well. So thank you very much. All right, listen, because since I started so late, I mean, you know, it's almost nine o'clock here. I'm I'm just going to keep going here because I got some things to do. And one of those things to do is talk a little college football. So let's do that. First off, let's get to the rankings here. AP top 25. I don't really worry about the coaches poll because the coaches poll, everybody's voting but the actual coaches. So let's go with the AP. AP top 25. Okay, so what we have, we got Georgia number one. We got Iowa number two. We have Cincinnati, number three, Oklahoma, four, Alabama, five, Ohio State is six, Penn State drops to seventh with their loss, Michigan barely eking out a, a win in uh, Lincoln, up, they are up to number eight, Oregon drops to number nine, Michigan State is 10, and what that means, my people, Grant, I see you, Grant Horton. And these SEC trolls, you remember Grant, we've had Grant on a couple times, and Jeremy Hubbard down there, the bunny hunter, the Brazilian bunny hunter, the Florida bunny hunter. He's a Knowles fan. He, no, 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 wait, he's a Bama fan. No, no, wait, wait. Five Big Ten teams in the top ten. As of right now, obviously we don't know what it's going to end up like, but for right now, Big Ten looking good. 
revitalized and with some very solid football teams in there as well. You know, you know what I say about the SEC, and I know that those two gentlemen like to say it just hits different down south. Well, it may hit very well may hit different down south. But you got one super team that's won most of the titles, and especially since we've gone to the college football playoffs. You have three or four really good teams, and then you have a bunch of also rents, just like the Big Ten Conference. So while it may hit different down south, put a little more respect on that name. And I know, I know, they're going to sit here, and they're trolls, so they just, oh, the Big Ten sucks, Big Ten sucks. Man, y'all lucky you got Bama. And Grant, I mean, is he a Tennessee fan? Is he a Florida fan? Is he a Bama fan? He was on the Bama bandwagon last year. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, love my homies. Appreciate y'all. I'm going to get down there to Florida next year. I, I got to get down to the swamp. All that That's kind of a bucket list of mine. I've always wanted to go down there and watch the Gators play. So I, I hope to catch up with my homies down there. Uh, next fall for some college football maybe some pro football too i wouldn't mind going to like a buccaneers game or something anyway i am vince wright sports governor follow me on twitter at the big smooth one that's the number one after the big smooth um one other thing that i wanted to get to i wanted to give props to the university of kentucky for being undefeated and ranked 11th in the country about to crack into the top 10 see if they can keep it going at the basketball school Basketball season's warming up. Their midnight madness is coming up. But they have a football school at Kentucky. So one SEC team I will give some love to this week most definitely is the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, Go Big Blue. See what you can do. Hey, that rhymed. All right, y'all. So I'm going to take a deeper dive next week into the top half of this top 10 and really get into it a little more in depth here. Uh, Real quickly, just to give you a couple ideas of what we're looking at for next week in terms of that and some point spreads. Florida, they are uh, at LSU. LSU's the home dog. They are a 10.5 point underdog. I really like the, I'd like that Florida number there. I know it's kind of big, but LSU is just atrocious this year. Texas, the eyes of Texas are upon you, huh? Well, they're a five point Five and a half point favorite with the Cowboys of Oklahoma State coming to town. Uh, what else do we got here? Cincinnati, 20 point favorite over UCF, Central Florida. Hey, Grant, your Tennessee Volunteers, only a three point underdog to Mississippi. I actually, I could see Tennessee pulling the upset in this one. Slight upset as it is. Uh, Mississippi still ranked 13th. But I do like Bama 17, 17 right now over Mississippi State. Bama's going to be coming out guns a-blazing. They're looking to just annihilate. It's too bad Mississippi's on the schedule right now because they're going to put a hurt on them. Uh, Iowa, by the way, is hosting Purdue. They got another home game. 11.5 point favorite over under a 43 there. Um it could be interesting. Could be interesting on that over under number. I, I I think a slight over may do it, but hey, what do I know? And just to wind up real quick here, fourth rank Oklahoma is a thirteen and a half point favorite over Texas Christian. Uh, there you go. So with that being said, 
You know, we, we talked about Michigan in this poll being number eighth. Well, we talked about the game that they had down there in Lincoln, Nebraska. And again, this is Vince Wright in the Sports Done Right podcast brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza. Michigan looked very good early. They tried to, you know, just do some things in the second half. But all of a sudden, here comes Nebraska. And here comes kind of a warmed up Adrian Martinez and you know, that's what worries me, and we'll get into the Gopher Nebraska game here in just a moment. But, you know, Nebraska quarterback looked good. He showed glimpses of why, you know, coming out of high school, he was a major recruit, a dual threat recruit, and why Nebraska had so much hope pinned on him. Now, obviously, it hasn't quite worked out in the Scott Frost era, and, you know, we can talk about Scott Frost as a coach at a different time, but I'm just saying. When Martinez does play, quote-unquote, well, Nebraska can win and has won. So as we move that up to Saturday here in T... (laughs) Listen to TCF. Huntington Bank Stadium here in Minneapolis on the campus of the University of Minnesota. Our Gophers are hurting. First off, we we send our condolences and, and best wishes. God bless Trey Potts. Uh, for those listening to my voice, you may not know Trey Potts is the Gophers' main running back after Mo Ibrahim, their All-American, got injured early in the year. There was a incident, and we're not going to speculate here. We're going to let the family release the information when they, when they see fit. You've seen rumors probably on Twitter and everything else. But there was a major medical incident with this young man where he towards the end of the Purdue game, which would be two weeks ago Saturday, had a episode or something happened, and he, um, all of a sudden it looked, um, you know, things were looking very frantic. Uh, they were rushing in, in and out of medical tent. They got him rushed into an ambulance. We got word that as the team traveled home after the game, he stayed behind at the hospital, and then he was in the hospital for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He was released a couple days ago. He's back here in Minneapolis. He's back on campus, as PJ said. And I, I don't mind commenting on this because PJ brought it up in his presser. He's not sure if this is a career-ending injury, but I think that right there shows you the, the 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 seriousness and grave tone there of what possibly happened. And again, we're going to find out. But... You know, football secondary, we want this young man to recover and live a nice, prosperous life and and to to be able to enjoy what he wants to enjoy in his life. So, Trey Potts, we're out there. We're thinking of you. Go for, Go for Nation loves you, man. And we got you. We got you. So, let's talk about the Gophers who had a bye last week. Have Nebraska coming in again another Saturday morning start, unfortunately. But the good news is we got word that the Maryland home game will be a 2.30 start, but we'll worry about that later. So we have Nebraska coming to town, my people. And it basically kind of boils down to this. Good Adrian Martinez. Nebraska's probably going to win this game because we don't know what the hell we're going to get with our Gophers anymore. The play calling. And while we talked about this in the last show and they got the win at Purdue, the play calling is is just kind of garbage. And you, and we still saw a lot of that in the Purdue game. Don't really know what's happened. The regression of, of Tanner Morgan, as everybody 
has talked about. I'd be real interested. I think PJ and those guys are going to maybe let him go early this Saturday to see what they have and see what they have in this passing game. We have Dylan Wright coming back. We have Chris Aubin-Bell, the uh, number one receiver going into our season, coming back because he's been injured. He hasn't played a whole lot. So big question marks now all over the Minnesota offense. The defense has improved. They have to keep taking those steps up. They got to find a way to somehow contain the dual threat quarterback in Martinez. Uh, I think they can do that, but it's going to take a very good game plan on the defensive side by coordinator Rossi. It's all on the offense. I mean, you know, I've talked to Gopher people. I've talked on all these shows this past week. We don't know what the hell we're going to get with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. So it's kind of hard to kind of, you know, analyze the upcoming game. You know, I don't really worry so much about the defensive side of the ball outside of getting containment, I should say, on on Martinez because our defensive backs are still kind of sketchy back there. Still giving up. Well, not still giving up big plays, but the potential is there because if you get behind those backs, those D-backs, they can't catch you. But with that being said, Tanner Morgan, I, I hope they let him go early. I hope they find a way to work these tight ends into this passing game as well. I mean, who is that span? Span's like, what, six, eight, six? I mean, just big, tall dude that can go up over anybody, and he never sees the ball. Never. So tune in. I'll be there. The tailgate lots will be popping. But... The Gophers better be ready. And it's so funny because Minnesota and yours truly, the sports governor, Vince Wright, was guilty of it earlier this year. Talking nonsense on Twitter and all this stuff with the rest of the Gopher fans reveling in the Nebraska misery. Well, now they've evened it up. Uh, Or excuse me, what are they? Three and three, three and four now, I think. And just bear with me here as I'm just going to pull up the Big Ten. Blah, blah, All right. So what do we got here? Whoops. Wrong team. So Michigan State on top of the Big Ten East. Iowa obviously on top of the Big Ten West. And We'll talk about Iowa in a second, but their schedule is, I don't want to say it's cake, but it is set up nicely for them to at least get to the Big Ten Championship. So, Gophers overall are now 3-2. and And I just, you know, I'm just really perplexed, man, because as of right now, the only game that's a gimme is that Northwestern game that I would call a gimme. Everything else is definitely in play, whether they're playing Illinois, whether they're playing Nebraska, whether, you know, it's all just a big, huge mystery because I don't know what's going on with the coaching staff on the offensive side in these play callings. Third and eight, remember, back in the Bowling Green game. Third and eight, they run it up the middle and lose like 13 yards. Becomes like fourth and 18. Um, Just this tenacity, just being predictable. I know, and I've talked about this on Twitter, how the Gophers look over to the sidelines twice before they snap the ball. And I I know Tanner has, you know, plays that he can call and he has some options and all this stuff. 
And I know Coach Fleck likes to run that play clock down. Well, maybe that's part of the issue, man. Stop waiting until there's, you know, three, two seconds left. I know you like to control the game and the clock and, and, and time of possession and everything, Coach. But you, you got to find a way to get this offense motivated. I don't know. Anybody over there want to play? Um, somebody help me out. Please, somebody help me out. They lost the starting offensive lineman today to the transfer portal. You know, in the Curtis Dunlap Jr., excuse me, Curtis Dunlap Jr., you know, he started 16 games for the Gophers. Honorable mention Big Ten um, in 2019. We don't need to start losing offensive linemen. And I'm trying to pull up the stories. I'm trying to see if he lists any reason on why he left. Uh, this is from the Star Tribune today. Offensive guard Curtis Dunlap Jr. We started three games for the Gophers this season. Honorable mention, as I said, in 2019. Has put his name in the transfer portal. Um, let's see. Gophers coach P.J. Fleck acknowledged Dunlap's decision. Quote, the transfer portal is going to happen. It happens all over college football. It happens everywhere, and it happens in masses. Uh, okay, great. Thank you, PJ. As I'm just perusing this story, there doesn't seem to be anything in terms of why he left. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Um, let's see here. Flex says, next guy in. We've got a lot of guys at that position who can play and have started games, and they'll have their opportunity. Okay, well... We'll see because we need him, whoever that is. Congratulations to the quarterback, by the way. Tanner Morgan got engaged to his girl, Sarah Beckraft, or Beecraft. I don't know how the last name is pronounced, but congratulations to those two. Let's hope he gets us a win and uh, can celebrate that engagement with another Gopher victory here because we need them all now. It is Iowa's decision to, to run away with the West, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Chris Amon-Bell, who we talked about, sprained his ankle. He seems to be doing better, so look for him to play, hopefully. <laughs> um, he says uh, he's gonna. it's something he's going to have to deal with the rest of the season. So let's just hope that he can find a way to maybe make it work and if he can't be the, the deep ball threat that we need, he can definitely help us in other ways. Scheduling note, 2028 and 2030, the Gophers added the University of North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks, formerly the Fighting Sioux, to their schedule. Okay. Um, should be interesting. FBS school. You know, plays up there with North Dakota State. Glad it's not North Dakota State. We know what North Dakota State did the last time they came through town here. So, you know, this just, it's a geographic thing. You know, you have a lot of North Dakota graduates living in the Twin Cities. Kind of like just with North Dakota State, same deal. So, while on paper, and, and I was watching Twitter out there and, and Gopher Nation, not really horribly thrilled with this game. But, hey, it is what it is. And, you know... It's a, the first game's eight years away, so we'll see what happens there. All right, so we got the Gophers. At last I checked, they're a four-point underdog in their own house. 
like I told you, it really depends on the offense and, and what they're able to put together. The Nebraska offense looking a little rejuvenated, so be ready. Going to be a lot of fun. It's supposed to be actually a real nice day Saturday, so no weather, no elements that are coming into play. But the Gophers got to find a way, man, because this thing, like I said on another podcast, this season can go north real quick or it can go south very quick. And a loss here to Nebraska really puts the Gophers in a hole. So let's hope that they can beat the Cornhuskers and we'll go from there. All right, I am going to get into our break here so I can come back, get into some NFL and Viking news and wrap this up. Like I said, real abbreviated show tonight. I want to thank the sponsor, 7th Avenue Pizza. Um, Shouts out, like I said, to everybody we talked to this past weekend. Thank you for following the Sports Done Right podcast. Thank you for reaching out to the sports governor, Vince Wright. And um, with that being said, we I just want to shout out a couple people listening. Um, Big Mike in Eden Prairie, I appreciate you as always, sir. We have Danny over in Richfield, Minnesota. We have Steve also in Richfield, Minnesota listening to us. We have Danielle listening to us in Hudson, Wisconsin. All right, appreciate that. Always good to have the Wisconsin folks come to the right side of the border. Who else do we got? We have Tiffany listening to us. Hey, Vince, I'm a Gopher fan down in Florida. All right, appreciate you uh, listening to us live down there in the Orange State. Let's do this. I'll be right back. We're going to talk Vikings. We're going to talk that ugly-ass victory over Detroit. And we're going to get into a couple other NFL things. And, oh, yeah, the title of the show. We're going to talk about Chucky Gruden as well. My name's Vince Wright. I'm the sports governor. We'll be right back after this. Party ain't over, baby. Don't be acting like I ain't told ya. Yeah, 
He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. Sports done right. Thank you for listening. All right, I'm Vince Wright, the Sports Gov. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody coming and listening. Oh, a little mic checkup. Oh, yeah. Let's let it flow for a second. I'm making to make enough noise like bam bam throw boulders from bedrock you'll get dropped by slam man so check it I'm making to wreck it quick alright let's talk a little NFL and Vikings football here alright y'all thank you for coming back a little uh, snafu there on the sound listen 
the Detroit Lions always do this to us. We always play down to them. I hate the Detroit Lions for this reason because they're the lifeblood of all the other ailing teams in the NFL. But whenever it comes to Minnesota, bam, nothing goes as, as planned. And in another very close game, a game in which you saw and saw the Detroit Lions come back and do what they do. And excuse me for banging on tables because it pisses me off. Every damn year, it just seems when we should beat this team, we get a game like we got Sunday. And hey, props to Detroit. They are a professional team. You know, it's not like, you know, they're playing some JV team here. But man, the play calling by Zim and his crew was on the level of P.J. Fleck and his crew. And that's what I was talking about, especially we were talking about this on the Soda Pod, uh, the Soda Podcast. And the SOTA, and that's S-O-T-A, not SOTA, SOTA. This is exactly what we were talking about. The play calling. You know, it wasn't the team. And, you know, there's mistakes made as there is in every football game. Here, let me put it to you this way. When I did the SOTA podcast, what they do is their guests that they have come on they do a little gladiator bit where they ask you to give you a thumbs up or down on the play of Kirk Cousins. Now, I gave Kirk a thumbs up. Don't look at the stats. And listen to me. For all you people that have, that have called the sports governor, and I see you, Matt Geffrey, the Kirk Cousins hater, and uh, Matt Geffrey over there at uh, Beer Belly Sports, my dear friend. L- listen to me. This isn't a hater. I gave Kurt the thumbs up because you have to throw the stats out on this game because the play calling was so bullshiggity. I don't know what was going on. I don't think anybody in that stadium, just from the vibe I was getting from watching it, you know, down in the executive man cave here at the governor's mansion, I don't think anybody knew what the hell was going on with the play calling. And lo and behold, the Vikings kicker makes the 50-plus yarder, misses the the, the 40-yarder, or excuse me, I think it was like 48 yards. It was a few yards shorter. Leaving room for Detroit somehow, some way, come back, get that touchdown. Oh, yeah, I remember that'd be the fumble. That's right. Go the, The Vikings fumble the ball. Detroit gets it back in excellent field position. They capitalize quickly, get the touchdown. Instead of taking the field goal and going for the tie, they go for two, and guess what? They find the receiver in the back of the end zone. They are up now, um, you know, and all of a sudden we're looking at each other, what, 37 seconds, whatever it was. This cannot be happening. And lo and behold, here comes the Vikings, Kirk Cousins and crew and those receivers, They get us down into field goal position. And lo and behold, our kicker hits it. A Vikings kicker answering the bell, getting up off the mat, and ending the game. So while everybody was feeling like me, because I think a lot of us are just like, it's a win, but it's one of those, you know, the scenario, when the win feels like a loss almost. Vikings are two and three. They couldn't go one and four. 
could not go one and four. However, Carolina coming into town this Sunday, the resurgence of Sam Darnold trying to prove the sports governor wrong by trying to think he can play a little bit of football all of a sudden. But sometimes that's all it takes, man. You got to get around uh, different personnel. Listen, he was with the Jets. I wasn't sold on Darnold coming out of USC. It only got worse because he went to the Jets and the Jets don't improve anybody. So we'll see. You know, he's definitely improved, but I'm I'm more of a wait-and-see type of guy. I don't like jumping on bandwagons and all this stuff. He's having a nice year. We'll see if it can keep going there. The Vikings, however, Everson Griffin. Man, first off, bra fucking up. You got to love Everson, the intensity that he brought to the defensive side of the ball, getting to the quarterback, getting in on tackles really riling up this defense the return of anthony Barr. he's getting his footing out there so hopefully we can just keep improving on the defensive side of the of the the the, the ball is what i was trying to 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 say but i i just really love everson man he is just a baller and the vikings defense if they can just step up um they may be able to do a little something now with a 17-game season. We'll have to see exactly what these records shake out and what a, a wild-card spot may look like, but you got to win. So you got to win. And with Carolina coming in here, we'll see. You know, J, uh, JJ looked good. Thielen looks good. Uh, Madison looks good, except for the fumble, but... It's just, uh, it's been a disappointing season because honestly, the Vikings should have a couple more wins, but it's got to play out that way on the field. All right. So again, Carolina coming in here, um, we're going to try and maybe do one show before the weekend to a little special football pop-up show, quick little take on the Vikings upcoming game. Uh, get into that a little bit more in depth after I get a couple more days to look at a Carolina. Cause honestly, I've been working like a madman here. So I just haven't had time to study Carolina. So I, I want to give more of a balanced view and let you know what I think of them. But hey, Vikings can can definitely win and can definitely play with these teams. They just got to stop, um, you know, penalties. There have been a couple penalties at the wrong time. And outside of that, man, you know, obviously losing Dalvin Cook. But like I told everybody who's asked me, you know, we have ample running backs that can continue. You don't replace Dalvin Cook, but... You should be able to continue moving that running game forward as well. So with that being said, uh, some NFL news. Let's get into it. Gruden, emails, whatnot. He is gone. And I want to talk to the folks that say, oh, here we go again. Cancel culture. So on, so forth. Now they got Gruden. They didn't get Gruden. Gruden got Gruden. Listen, we've all done and said real dumb shit in our lives. 99.8% of us have. The other 0.2% are lying. I've said dumb things. You know, we grew up in the 70s and 80s where, you know, you use these words and, you know, everything was just out there. You know, your friends, man, you're acting fruity. Stop acting gay, man, blah, blah, blah. You can't say that stuff anymore, right? Right. 
So for the people that think that Gruden got got, here's the thing. Gruden over the, the look. This came out in an expose about the Washington football team and all the nonsense they had been doing. Somehow, now they got a hold of Gruden, and we found out Gruden for seven years. Listen, we like I just said, we all said stupid stuff, but we don't put it in work emails. At least most of us don't. And it doesn't continue for seven years. You know, the language we use as kids, well, guess what? Times have changed. You don't use those words anymore. And to put it, listen, if you're dumb enough to put it in a work email, and, you, and the other thing that the, the people that want to defend Gruden better realize, look, you're the face of the fucking franchise. And excuse the language, but that's the thing because... I think this dude has gotten away with with a lot over the years. He's just always seemed to have that smug attitude. And I'm John Gruden. And everybody wants me from ESPN. The $100 million 10-year contract to come back and coach the Raiders. All this stuff. Listen. Seven years of emails. Going after everybody. Called Biden... You know, and I'm just, I'm using the words that that I saw out there, called him a pussy, talked about Obama, talked about, um, you know, the black union leader with the, the Michigan man or Michigan tire lips and all that. I mean, you can't say this stuff and perpetuate it in emails and, and over the course of seven years. I mean, what, that's the part I don't get. What don't people understand? Seven years. And in today's society, it ain't going to fly. And if you don't know that, you, you, got, you better recognize you're seeing it all the time. People, you know, and we'll have a separate discussion because I'd like to set up an interview with a couple different people. And we can talk about going back into people's lives and pulling out words. But listen, this was from just a few years ago. It ran the course of seven years. And I think the NFL, you know, I think they did their share to cover this up. But now the New York Times story is out there. I'm going to read this New York Times story uh, tonight after I get done here with the podcast. Because like I said, initially this was a investigation into Washington. So now, you know, because I've been working so much, I've been hearing like Keyshawn Johnson, uh, not a, not a fan apparently. Uh, you know, obviously all the talking heads and he, and he's done, you know, he's done. Take the millions, go away. He may come back down the road, but he's done. And I don't think he will. And good. You can't do this anymore. You can't say these things anymore and expect to get away with it. And it goes to show you that the ego was so out of control. If I listen, why don't you go to work tomorrow, people, and write an email with all this types of stuff, talking about blacks and gays and all this stuff in, in these derogatory ways and see what happens to you. The problem is you don't have the millions of dollars that he has in the bank already. Groon's going to be just fine from, from a financial sto- point of view. Unless he spent all the cash, he's going to be all right. I ain't worried about him. This is the stuff that 
Colin Kaepernick told you about. But oh, no, no, no. Can't listen to him. And I get it. You know, like I said, some of the stuff he said, while I agree with most of it, I didn't, listen, that, I'm not even getting into that. That's that's diverting. Because I, I got into a little, I don't want to say argument with somebody who wanted to throw Colin into this mess and he didn't do nothing. So I'm still a little riled up with that individual. With that being said, though, Gruden brought this on himself. And if you can't see that, you are you must be blind. And he's paying the price. And I think, you know, everybody's got an opinion on it. And I'm not going to agree with everybody's opinion, just like they won't agree with mine. I know the black community was real upset with Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy and their initial thoughts on this um, coming to the defense of John Gruden. But this, these are the days and times that we're in. And, and some of this stuff is cancel culture. Make no mistake about it. Tying it into the Dave Chappelle Netflix special. You know, I was watching that because, you know, He's had a thing going back and forth with LBGQ. I hope I got that right. LBGTQ or something. Is that how? Anyway, I'm making myself sound goofy, but. You know, that special, he talks about how that group has come over after him for the past few years. Check it out. You know, Dave's a different type of comedian. You really got to sit and listen and think and ponder. It's not just joke, punchline, joke, punchline like we're used to with comedians there. Um, with that being said, however, it was a good, I, I wasn't my favorite Dave Chappelle special, but I thought it was good. And then obviously with this story breaking, well, Dave told you. Lot of black folks were upset because they feel that you know we're not listened to and as a minority group a lot of them feel like you know the gay movement has surpassed them in a sense and that they get more attention and have more power and so black folks were really upset because when Gruden said the racist stuff for the black guy, it was just like, hey, okay, well, he's, you know, let's move on and this and that. And then when the homophobic stuff came out, he's gone right away. So that's a discussion that's going to be had out there. We don't shy away from these topics here because this is the, this is what's happening out there. A lot of people don't like talking about stuff like this, but that's what we do. That's what we do here on Sports Done Right. So Gruden is gone. We'll see if uh, the Raiders can respond without their head coach. And I'd be real interested in these next few days and weeks to see not only the former players, but current players and see what maybe they have to say about Coach Gruden as well. Um, I'm sure he has plenty of fans out there, but let's see what is being said. This has been a very interesting and look, this just broke yesterday. You know, this thing is literally just over 24 hours old. And again, you cannot say this stuff. I think this guy has been so full of himself for a very long time. Um, It's not that I'm happy to see him suffering by it, you know, by any means. But if you're going to say this stuff, this is what's going to happen. And you got to realize it. 
and you're gone. So, Gruden, a.k.a. Chucky, see ya. Oh, man, what a day, what a, um, you know, past few hours, honestly, like I said, with this Gruden stuff um, happening and, and everything else. It has just been, well, it's been very interesting. All right, we're going to definitely have more on this topic. We're going to have more on Gruden maybe next week, but, you know, cancel culture, this, that, all those topics coming back into play again. Anyway, it is what it is. I'm just trying to pull up the, the last, whoops, give me one second here. Just wanted to do one last thing, and let us take a look at the upcoming schedule here. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Juju Schuster went out in the uh, Pittsburgh win. Um, Look at Los Angeles. Rams beat Seattle. This is from a couple days ago. Atlanta beat New or the New York Jets. We talked about the go or the Minnesota team. Obviously, Washington lost to New Orleans. Houston lost to New England. Mac Jones leading his team to victory. Tampa Bay all over the South uh, rivals in Miami, forty-five seventeen. Uh, big game there for Tom Brady. Green Bay in a thrilling game. A game with. Missed field goals galore on both sides. Cincinnati, oh, so close. Thought I, I honestly thought Cincinnati was going to do it, but uh, it's that dude over there again, that quarterback, and he's doing some things. I, ner- I know Nurse Shannon, my buddy over there in Wisconsin, is very happy, but Shannon, your team barely, and I do mean barely, eked out the win, my friend. And by the way, I, I was talking with Shannon via Twitter, and I thought it would be fun to have her on the show. So um, in a few weeks, we're going to arrange to have Shannon, our favorite nurse from Wisconsin, on talking Packers, Badgers, and anything she wants to do to rep her state. And the sports governor will definitely be repping his state. So I, I just thought it'd be real fun radio. So like I said, we get these phone lines fixed. We can get these guests back on. Los Angeles Chargers, the San Diego Chargers, once 47-42 over Cleveland in a phenomenal game there. Look, uh, is L.A. a football town? L.A. with two football teams? Chargers with fans in stands? What's going on, L.A.? All right. Uh, Pittsburgh finally on the winning side, 27-19 over Denver. So... Looking at the standings here, because the Vikings, like I said, in our division, you know, we're two and three. Detroit's winless. The Green Bay Packers all of a sudden now four and one. And the Bears, the Bears are three and two. So looking up at a lot of people here, we will see what happens um, coming up. Like I said, Carolina coming into town. So good luck there. Again, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to thank you all for listening. Shouts out to all the Twitter people, Lizzie, Emily, Alex, Sal Spice, Haley Darling, and everybody else out there following us, Sports Done Right. We appreciate your your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the downloads. 
and Seventh Avenue Pizza. Make sure you go pick yourself up a couple pies. They are the best frozen pizza out there, and you make sure you get you some. All right, you guys have a great night. Have a fun weekend. We'll be back talking sports from Minnesota, Big Ten country. And with that, the sports governor, Vince Wright, is out of here. Make sure you follow Sports Done Right on Facebook. Just type it in, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Same on Instagram. And over on Twitter, you can follow me, Vince Wright, at the Big Smooth one That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Thank you very much. We'll do it again. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Right.